0: From the Alan Samuel Studios. This is the John Mar Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: They get a good look for Asbury from the corner, and she rattles down a three. The lid is finally popped off that basket. Baylor hits their first three. They're one of 11 from downtown, and that makes it a 10 point game.
2: Well, thankfully, we're all healthy. Uh, we all feel good. Uh, so that's great. Uh,
3: you know, we just got to come in with confidence. We're at home now. You know, um, we have home court advantage, hopefully. Um, but, you know, we just got to shoot the ball well, take care of the ball, and be up.
0: The John Morris Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor. By Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. By the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. On the web at thebaylorclub.com. And by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged.
4: And Bonner will dribble out the final seconds of this game, and the Bears hold serve at home tonight over the Kansas State Wildcats. Baylor, an impressive defensive effort. They win over Kansas State, 74-49, the final score.
5: John, i tell you, when you hold the opponent to 49 and you out-rebound them 40-27 to uh, and take care of the basketball, you're going to win most games, even in this league.
0: Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears.
1: Well, we got to be better. They they kicked us, you know, and it was probably our lowest moment of the season. Obviously, we had a hangover, a heartbreak hangover from the Kansas game. Uh, we were bad offensively, but we were really bad defensively, and they just did whatever they wanted.
0: Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton.
4: Hi and welcome, John Morris Show on this Wednesday afternoon. Highlight cuts in the open courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. Baylor women dropped their conference opener at Kansas State and that was back on January 2nd. Now hosting the K-State Wildcats in the Farrell Center coming up tonight. Her Jamie Asbury there in the open. Then uh, Baylor men's cut courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. The Baylor men uh, whacked Kansas State pretty good. First meeting of the year. It was January 25th. It was a 74-49 Baylor win over the Wildcats. Now the return trip, and nobody here in this uh, traveling group thinks it's going to be that kind of game tonight. Uh, Kansas State playing at home is just a different animal, and that's what we'll get tonight. Baylor K-State, 7 o'clock on the air at 6.30 from here in Manhattan, Kansas. Heard from Bruce Weber, 10th year head coach of the Wildcats. And uh, you uh, better believe that uh, Baylor's going to see a much different Kansas state team tonight than they saw January 25th in the Farrell Center. Welcome in. Glad you're with us. John Morris Show. We'll take it a lap around here in the 3 p.m. hour, live from Manhattan, Kansas, where, uh, Aaron, let me tell you, uh, the weather is spectacular, especially if you consider it's Manhattan, Kansas in February. It is sunny and 60 degrees here in Manhattan. Uh, I think we talked about it the last couple of days, but very um, unseasonal, unseasonably warm, unseasonably nice for Manhattan here today.
3: Yeah, it's nice back in Waco, but so
4: I think we got. Re- go ahead. I think we got really lucky here with the weather. Yeah, just uh, knowing what it normally is when we come up here, you usually fight nice and snow and certainly uh, cooler temperatures than sixty. But Aaron, this is really really nice. Um, went out on a nice walk this ha- this morning and hopeful of another one before we pack up to go to the arena. So uh, we we are fortunate uh, weather wise on this trip.
3: Yeah, we're we're sunny in sixty eight here, which is you know it's February, so maybe a little surprising, nice. but not the weirdest thing in the world. But for it to be that nice up there is is a little surprising, especially for the for the early part of February.
4: Yeah, exactly, that is right. So looking forward to the game tonight. We'll be on the air at six thirty. Tip off at seven. Right here on ESPN Central Texas. Let you know that the Baylor women will be on one hundred four point nine FM. And they are on the air at 6.30, tip-off at 7 tonight. Both games streaming on Big 12 now on ESPN+. So you could, uh, uh, if you want to watch both games, you could go from one to the other. Uh, I don't know if picture-in-a-picture uh, picture is a possibility for anybody, but both will be streaming on Big 12 now on ESPN+, coming up this evening. So we look forward to that. We'll talk about that. We'll visit with Stan Weber, longtime color analyst for Kansas State, coming up in just a few minutes. And we'll see Stan and Wyatt Thompson a little bit later in Bramlage Coliseum, which Aaron, the name uh, that they are given it here is the Octagon of Doom. And I don't know who started that or where it started, but it is so good because it's intimidating sounding. The building is an octagon, and uh, they really relish that uh that image and the home court advantage that k-state has here in manhattan
3: yeah it's it's not it's not allen but it is uh it gets really loud and they do have a really really good home court advantage there
4: yeah really good their students will turn out in droves tonight so we just expect it to be the kind of environment that you get everywhere on the road and uh uh, you know, it'll be a hostile environment tonight for the Bears and the Wildcats. Let's look at this. Uh, there are two, one other game, uh, our game and one other tonight in the Big 12. Ninth-ranked Tech plays at Oklahoma, 8 o'clock tonight on ESPNU. Last night there were two games, uh, home team winning both. West Virginia won at home over Iowa State, 79-63. TCU won at home over Oklahoma State, 77-73. TCU gets to 5-4, and 16-5 overall. West Virginia, with the win, snaps a seven-game losing skid. They are 3-7 uh, and seven in Big 12 play. They're 14-9 overall. And Iowa State uh, drops a little further, or now by themselves, alone in the cellar, 3-8 and eight in Big 12 conference play for Iowa State, with the loss in Morgantown last night. Fun to uh, watch also, Aaron, did you catch any of Arkansas and Auburn last night? Uh, they were pay- playing in Fayetteville. And man, Arkansas took it to them, uh, forced overtime, and then won the game by three in overtime. So the top-ranked team in the nation, uh, Auburn, uh, lost, snapping a 19-game winning streak with that loss last night.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's really hard when you're getting everyone's best shot every week. You know, when you're when you're a lot of teams. Um, game of the year, or almost every team you play is game of the year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's how it's been for Baylor all year and actually for a lot of teams that they play for the last couple of years, and Auburn getting a little bit of that treatment since they've been at number one for a couple of weeks.
4: Yeah, that's exactly right, and that's part of it. You know, when you uh, when you're ranked that high, and especially when you're ranked number one, or if you're the defending national champion, you know, you're going to get everybody's best shot. You're going to get crowds that uh, turn out uh, maybe more than they normally would have been. And I think we've seen that with Baylor this year. And uh, I think Auburn saw that with, in, uh, in Fayetteville last night again.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. And you're absolutely right about, you know, there's the crowds because, because obviously you're going to, unless you've. Already sold all your season tickets, which I think very few programs have. You're going to get more people there to watch the number one team and to to kind of, to root against them for their team.
0: So
4: our game tonight is Baylor in Kansas State here in Manhattan on the air at 6.30, tip-off at 7 o'clock. We'll get the uh, K-State side of the matchup visit with Stan Weber coming up uh, in our next segment. Where we're staying, Aaron, if folks are listening to us and they know this area, we're at uh, the Bluemont Hotel. It's right on Bluemont Avenue, uh, Not, in fact, right next to campus. Like right across the street here is uh, Kansas State's campus. Uh, Aggieville is an area that uh, we're not right in the middle of, but a block away, really, so very close to Aggieville. Varsity Donuts is right up the street. It's uh, uh, kind of kind of an historic place. Um, if you come to Manhattan, you got to make a trip to, to Varsity Donuts. And uh, we stopped by there this morning. And I texted Coach Drew and said, "Hey, you want anything?" And he said, "No, I'm going later myself." So, but uh, next block over, so it is very close and uh, maybe too close. Uh, to visit uh, Varsity Donuts. But a great place, and uh, it's fun to visit here, especially in February when the weather is 60 degrees. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Uh, Stan Weber will join us, longtime color analyst for Kansas State football and basketball. Get Stan's perspective on the Wildcats in this game tonight, Baylor and K-State. Live from Manhattan, the Little Apple. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Diamore Fine Jewelers. They're at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets
0: engaged.
3: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm chief meteorologist Mike Point. Looks like the mild weather will continue at least for the rest of the week with mostly clear skies tonight. Low temperatures falling to 34 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow, high of 73, and mostly sunny on Friday, even warmer with a high of 77. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, please check out Fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
4: Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with the voice of the Bears,
0: John Morris.
4: Join us this Thursday live from Rudy's and hear from men's tennis coach Michael Woodson and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey. It's the Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday live from Rudy's and right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.
6: The thing about having a naked truck is that you get exposed for the equipment you don't have. Take, for example, your rear end. If you don't have anything back there, you're exposed about what you don't have, and that's a life. However, if you cover that rear end with a hitch, you're telling the world, Hey, I got a little junk in my uh, bed, and I'm ready to pull something. A camper, RV, boat, trailer, jet skis, heck, even a bike rack. A hitch says, I have a life beyond driving my truck to and from work. And Pickup Outfitters is the place to get a hitch for your truck SUV, van, even some cars. We sell and install just about any kind of hitch you need. Receiver hitches from light to heavyweight to pull just about anything. And gooseneck hitches and fifth wheels when you're ready to pull the heavy stuff. And don't forget trailer and brake controller wiring. It's so important to have wiring professionally and correctly installed by the pros at Pickup Outfitters. So it's time to cover that gaping hole in the rear end of your truck with a hitch installed by Pickup Outfitters. Check us out online at createacommotion.com.
0: ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics.
4: This Valentine's, you
0: could get her flowers, you could get her chocolates,
4: or you could get her jewelry. At Diamore Fine Jewelers, why not get her all three? Free flowers and free chocolates with all diamond jewelry purchases, $99 and up. Get her all three. Free flowers and free chocolates with all diamond jewelry purchases, $99 and up. Now through February 14th, only at Diamore Fine Jewelers, where Waco gets engaged 4541 West Waco Drive.
5: The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit RyanLunaTX.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness
6: Act.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
6: I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Snowboarder Lindsey Lees became the first American gold medalist in the 2022 Beijing Olympics, jumping out to an early lead and holding on to win the women's snowboard cross. Number one Auburn lost to Arkansas 80 to 76 in overtime, ending a 19-game winning streak. TCU beat Oklahoma State 77-73, and West Virginia beat Iowa State 79-63. In the Big 12 tonight, number 10, Baylor at Kansas State, 7 o'clock tip, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Number 9, Texas Tech at OU, tip is at 8 o'clock. Number 10, Baylor women at home tonight in the Ferrell Center, hosting K-State. Tip at 7, and you can hear that game on 104.9. Other games in the Big 12, Kansas at West Virginia, TCU at Oklahoma State, and number 16, Texas at Texas Tech.
0: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. to the John Moore show on ESPN Central Texas.
5: Here's Nigel Pack, left side lane line. Bounces it to Noel with seven to shoot. K-State will have to hustle. Five to shoot, four to shoot. Into the corner. Here's McGurl falling out of bounds off the front rim. And Smith the rebound. Mark will take it back up. Yes, and an and one. Mark Smith scores an and one for the Wildcats. Maybe the biggest bucket in the game. He's got 13.
0: Now. Back to the voice of the National Championship Baylor Bears, John Morris. Back with
4: us, John Morris Show on this Wednesday afternoon, connecting with Stan Weber, longtime color analyst for uh, Kansas State football and basketball, Baylor and K State tonight here in Manhattan. Baylor K State women play tonight in the Farrell Center. Seven o'clock uh, tip off for the Baylor women versus Kansas State tonight. Television for both on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Plus, Men's game radio here on ESPN Central Texas. And for the women's game, radio on 104.9 FM. Gives me a chance again to say thanks to uh, everyone at our flagship station and actually a group of stations uh, in Waco. When you've got overlaps like this, conflicts, two games going on at the same time, boy, they make it work flawlessly. So uh, appreciate that very much. Gary Moss, uh, Tom Barfield, uh, Aaron Ward, everyone that uh, makes that work. So appreciate you guys making that work. Looking forward to Baylor and K-State tonight here in Manhattan. Let's get the uh, K-State side of things. Welcome in Stan Weber, longtime color analyst for Kansas State football and basketball. And uh, Stan, first off, love the weather here in February. Uh, Couldn't ask for much better than this.
1: Really laid out the red carpet for you, Sean. And I was in Waco not long ago. And when I got out the plane, I was hoping you're going to add your normal 20 degrees and it didn't happen. So it started out with a little bit of a punch in the gut on the weather. And then the basketball team went out and was mad that they'd lost two straight home games and played great and killed K state. So John, I'm laying out the red carpet for you. So please be nice to us today.
2: <laughs>
4: uh, appreciate the weather. I'll say that. And uh, as far as being nice, Man, every, everybody needs a win. In this wild, the way this season has gone to this point, just a tough game and really good games, competitive games, night in and night out.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. I saw a stat today that said the differential in conference games uh, on average is less than it has ever been. So that just means that games have been more competitive uh, by final result numbers, at least. And you and I know that it's true. It doesn't matter if you're a top 10 team like Baylor or you're a team that b- picked ninth in the preseason by the coaches like k-state uh, it's a grind and the compliment to the k-states of the world is it's not that much difference between them and a texas tech of the world or texas k-state is won against texas tech they beat texas on the road and those are pretty fair fights you know it wasn't a magical night it's just good basketball but boy it's like that game after game it's been pretty amazing this year
4: you guys, uh, K-State, the team, has been through, uh, I think, health and safety protocols maybe to an extent not like anybody else. I mean, everybody has been through it. But uh, the thing I always think of is that West Virginia game when you all had seven players and one coach available. Uh, and, and it really affected you, didn't it, the start of Big 12 Conference play when you started 0-4? Well,
1: I think so, John, because that was the only game we had no announcers either. Um, <laughs> White and I were down yeah. to the count at the same time. Now, not that that matters, but it's just notable that I was watching on TV, going, "What the heck is going on?" And guys, great job! They fought, they fought, they actually got a nice lead at West Virginia. And you know how hard that trip is, and how unusual it is. It doesn't feel like Big Twelve country. It's really like, "Whoa, where are we?" And Bob Huggins is over there coaching like crazy. West Virginia's hard to beat, and K State's up by 16 points. But boy they ran out of energy. You know, they're they're like running a mile and sprinted the first half mile and then all of a sudden hit the roadblock because they didn't have any subs. You know, they're really playing seven guys and one of those seven was a very very short minute player. So yeah, K-State played good, but it did affect them and it did take a while for the K-State team to come together. It's yeah, it's an excuse that people don't want to hear about. You you got game scheduled, you got to play. We all know that, but it really was 15-plus games in before K-State had their full roster, either not injured or not in COVID protocol. And since then, they've really played pretty good basketball, legitimately middle-of-the-pack basketball, no doubt about it, NCAA tournament-level basketball. It's just, you know, they are 2-5 and in games decided by five points or less, and that hangs over their head tremendously, and they're not considered an NCAA team right now because of it.
4: Stan, what about – I don't think Nigel Pack gets enough credit for what he's doing and how important he is to your team. Uh, Tell us how how good Nigel Pack is. Five 20-point games uh, on the year. He's the reigning Big 12 Player of the Week. I just think he's outstanding.
1: Yeah, he really is. And he's just been a good player from the day he stepped on campus. He's very under control, does not force things, only takes shots that are open. Uh, Is patient, a team player able to play the point guard position, you know, all those things are true and he was a good player last year uh, and probably K state's best player as a freshman and not a very tall guy, you know, basically six foot tall, but this year he's taken it to another level. He's an improved player, a much better offensive force. And then recently when Marquise Noel took over the point guard position, K state didn't think they'd ever go into the season having both of those guys playing at the same time, John, they thought they would sub for each other. Right. But It's worked out that they got two pretty small guys on the court, but that's allowed Nigel Pack to go to that scoring guard position, not having to have the ball in his hands. And he still only takes his open shots, but I'm telling you what, he's creating those open shots. you go watch the NBA and some of the the footwork that they have to open themselves up when it appears they're guarded, Nigel Pack's done that. Go watch the last three to five games, and it'll look like he's guarded, and he'll do a sidestep dribble, 45-degree uh, angle back, and knock down the shot. You go, like, wait a second. You were guarded like crazy. How did you create that opening? So he's expanded his game tremendously, and it really helped. He went crazy against KU, scored 35 points. K-State scored 50 points in the first half and Bramlage. Unfortunately, dropped that 16-point halftime lead. That's one of those five losses by five points or less, a three-point loss to Kansas. But since then, he has been on fire, playing really good. And you, know, you look back to the last 20-point performance, at TCU, a win by K-State, he only took 10 shots. So he's still not forcing it, mm. John. He he truly plays within the system, but, man, he couldn't at the early part of the year.
4: He's been great. Uh, you mentioned Marquise Noel, transfer from UALR. He's been great, second in the league in assists. And then uh, another transfer is Mark Smith, who has come in, and uh, he's leading the league in rebounding.
1: Yeah, he's done a, a really good job, and uh, his, his strength is just to be able to play at a bigger size than he really is because he's got determination. He's strong. You know, he's not—he's thick enough that he doesn't get shoved around. He's a veteran, so he knows the angles and knows what the little tricks of the trade are under the basket. He really has a determination to go get the rebound, and he times out his jumps well. These are all super things, and that's why he leads the conference in rebounding, and he's been an all-around very good player for K-State. But against Baylor, if you remember back to that game, he had a lot more trouble getting those rebounds because he's undersized. And not very many games, as small as everyone's playing now, John, there's not very many games that he has to worry about that. He jumps as high as about everybody else. And his timing's great, or he tips the ball away from a 6'9 guy. But against Baylor and Kansas, where you really had some big athletic guys out there, you know his highest jump is still – four, five, six inches less than another guy who's jumping high and tall. So we'll see if he can get to those boards tonight, but it's been a little bit of a struggle against the the great talent of the Baylor Bears.
4: Yeah, 6.6 rebounds uh, in the game in Waco. Uh, That was a a big Baylor win. And what I remember about that game is uh, Stan, Baylor played about as well as they could, especially defensively that night. And also remember it was the game right after you guys had lost that game to Kansas. There was a little bit of a Kansas hangover uh, that night in Waco, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, it's not like we're going to build this up and go, oh, watch out, K-State's going to really get after Baylor. I mean, it's a hard, hard job for the Wildcats to win tonight. Obviously, you'd rather be at home, but there was a combination. If I'm not mistaken, that was the first home game after you guys got surprised two times in a row at home. And I think that determination – from your side, really was uh, there. The locked-in defensive play was awesome. I mean, we walked off the court after just playing Kansas and said, oh, Baylor's a lot better than KU. I mean, that's what our reaction was because of how soundly the Bears played. It, it was beautiful basketball. The offense was great as usual, you know, but the defense, like you said, just locked down and clearing the boards and playing fast, and it really was great basketball. And I'd gotten so used to you guys playing at that, national championship level, John, last year, that I just thought, yeah, that's who you are. I mean, they are really, really good, and they're better than Kansas. Well, obviously, you guys have had a little ups and downs in your injuries, too, and you're 4-4 four four in your last eight. So that probably was one of your better performances, I guess. If you say that, it sure makes sense to me. And for K-State, absolutely. The emotional punch in the gut around this state, a chance to beat Kansas and the rivalry that's here, you can't imagine how much K-State fans want to beat KU and they had a double digit halftime lead and it scored 50 points and played perfect basketball against Kansas and somehow lost the game at the end. Then you come out with the facts like this. I can say it to you John cuz it doesn't you know the KU fans don't hear me, but here's what they were saying on social media and things like that. I didn't realize it, so I'm going to say that up front. But for the last 10 plus minutes of the game Kansas did not get called for a foul. So uh-huh. you lose yeah. by 3 and there's that that added on a day or two later yeah there was a lot of focus on woe is us when we went down to Baylor so yeah I, I think that combination really set up well for Baylor to just take it to K-State and now K-State's much more fresh-minded so hopefully they'll be a little bit more competitive today because that was a hard time for them but if you guys play like you did and Waco that night just uh, wrap up the game because that was perfect basketball on both ends of the court it looked like to me.
4: Well, we're expecting much, much, much tougher game tonight uh, playing in your place. And uh, and your team seems to play better at home, like uh, Marquise Noel shooting so much better at home. And I guess that's just natural, but, uh, but that's what we expect tonight. Um, final question for you, Stan. We'll let you go. Uh, this year in the Big 12, uh, it's just, I mean, it's tough every year, but, man, it is a gauntlet this year from start to finish, isn't it?
1: It really is, and I think we can say it's, you know, one of the best, if not the best, conference in the RPI, NET, and all those things. We got a lot of stats. We got your national championship. We got Kansas always fighting along for the Final Four. You know, all those things are true, and there's a lot of pride in Big Twelve basketball. And I think it's fair to talk about those things. But I think this year is different. Uh, it, you, you still have Kansas just loaded with guys back, and Abaji taking his game to national player of the year level. Um, you know, Kansas really, really has everything going for it. And then you guys still are top 10 to slash national championship, final four level. So there you talk about the elite, and you're as good as you ever are. But I think you really start digging down at the bottom of the conference. Do you realize Iowa State was ranked, what, in the top 10 at one point? Not long ago? Yeah, top 10. they had maybe four wins over ranked teams, and they're in last place in the Big 12. And Oklahoma's right down knocking on the door. And West Virginia's down there. And K-State's above them. And Oklahoma State's above them. So the bottom – part of the conference the 10th and 9th and 8th best teams I don't know who they are but they are way better than they normally are so I would think our 8th and 9th and 10th team if they could you know magically go play the last five years 8th 9th and 10th in a series I would expect this year's teams to sweep them 2-0 you know not even need a third game that's how good the bottom teams are and so that's what makes it so hard is you could lose any game uh, with the way that these teams are playing
4: I agree. I agree completely. I think we'll see it again tonight at your place. Hey, man, thanks for the visit. I appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you and Wyatt over at uh, Bramlage a little bit later today.
1: Okay, thanks for having me. And uh, I know some people call you J-Mo. I'm not much into the nicknames, but I want some of your J-Mojo, okay? Sugar Bowl win in the football season, national championship. Are you kidding me, man? You must be the luckiest yeah. guy in the world.
4: I am blessed. Let me tell you, I am blessed. Thank you, Stan. Appreciate it. I'll see you later. All right. Thanks. (laughs) J-Mojo. That is great. Stan Weber, Wyatt Thompson uh, will do the broadcast for K-State tonight. Uh, No Pat Nunley with us tonight. Pat is out of town on business. Hate that he won't be here, but David K will be with us. David from Baylor Athletic Communications. Steps in when uh, he needs to come off the bench and does an outstanding job. So David will be with me on the broadcast tonight. Again, 6.30 airtime, 7 o'clock tip-off tonight for the Bears and the Wildcats here on ESPN Central Texas Television on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. And the women broadcast uh, with Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm over on 104.9 FM TV on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Plus For the women tonight as well. Thanks to Stan. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. John Morris, Aaron Sexton. Aaron's in the Alan Samuels studios while I'm uh, frolicking around the country. Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business, on the web at alansamuelsdcj.com.
0: Baylor Big 12 Women's Basketball all season long.
4: The Baylor women home in the Farrell Center Wednesday hosting Kansas State. 6.30 for the countdown to tip off. 7 p.m. tip off Wednesday on 104.9 FM.
5: Tune in to the new broadcast crew of Derek Smith and Sophia Young Malcolm all season long for Baylor Women's Basketball.
4: This Wednesday on 104.9 FM.
2: Why do liberals hate Josh Teton's? Is it because Josh Tetons is the most conservative candidate in the race for district attorney? Maybe it's because Josh Tetons has the unanimous support of law enforcement organizations in McLennan County, including endorsements from Sheriff Parnell McNamara, the Waco Police Association, and the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County. It could be because Josh Tetons is the only candidate for district attorney who has pledged to fight the radical left's effort to defund the police and turn our streets into a war zone. Or maybe it's because Josh stands strong for election integrity and prosecuting election fraud in our county. So why do liberals hate Josh Tetons Because he's a strong conservative Republican. In the Republican primary, send a message that we support law and order conservatives here in McLennan County. Vote for Josh Tetons for district attorney. I'm Josh Tetons the conservative Republican candidate for McLennan County District Attorney. And I approve
0: this message because it's time we had a district attorney who supports law enforcement in our county. You're home for Bill or baseball is espn central texas
2: for most of the people that walk in our store it's been an ongoing non-stop issue they're searching they're they're grasping at straws because they've been trying other products and they've bought something that they thought was going to help solve their problem and it didn't you're listening to beth an art support specialist at the Goodfeet store A client came into my store last year that has had plantar fasciitis for 30 years. He literally walked in with a handful of products and said, this is what I've been wearing. I looked at him, I said, are you kidding me? I've been here for 14, where have you been? For over 20 years, we've been helping people live the life they love without letting their feet get in the way. I'm just sad that he spent so many years with so much discomfort. I helped relieve a problem that's plagued him for 30 years. I mean, how do you not go home and talk about that? See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Goodfeet store.
6: Goodfeet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Halmet Aerospace in Waco has been employing people in the Waco area for nearly 50 years. Now is the time to join their team with current openings in packaging, shipping, production, engineering, machining, quality, supply chain, and sales. Offering excellent starting pay, benefits from the day you start, and advanced opportunities. Apply now at HowMet.com slash Careers. HowMet Aerospace on Imperial Drive in Waco. Apply today. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Snowboarder Lindsey jacobo became the first American gold medalist in the 2022 Beijing Olympics, jumping out to an early lead and holding on to win the women's snowboard cross. Number one, Auburn lost to Arkansas 80-76 in overtime, ending a 19-game winning streak. TCU beat Oklahoma State 77-73 and West Virginia beat Iowa State 79-63. In the Big 12 tonight, number 10, Baylor at Kansas State, 7 o'clock tip, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Number 9, Texas Tech at OU, tip is at 8 o'clock. Number 10, Baylor women at home tonight in the Ferrell Center, hosting K-State, tip at 7, and you can hear that game on 104.9. Other games in the Big 12, Kansas at West Virginia, TCU at Oklahoma State, and number 16, Texas at Texas Tech.
0: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
4: This John Morris show on this Wednesday afternoon. Aaron Sexton in the Allen Samuel Studios. I'm here in Manhattan, Kansas, for Baylor-K-State coming up tonight. We are uh, in uh, studio. Where am I? 440 studio 440 here at the Bluemont Hotel, and uh, looking forward to the game this evening. Baylor and K-State. It will be tough, Aaron. uh, It was uh, so Baylor won the first meeting. It was January 25th. Talked about it with Stan. It was 74-49, to a 25-point win for the Bears in that game in Waco. Uh, And uh, just a tremendous um, uh, total game effort by Baylor to get that win. But for K-State, it was coming off their loss to Kansas. It was Baylor's first home game since they had lost two home games back-to-back to to Tech and Oklahoma State. So, uh, really, things conspired against K-State in that game, and Baylor played great. Uh, We were talking about it uh, in the car, David Kay and Matt Kirshner and I were talking about that being one of maybe two or three, three or four of Baylor's total uh, best efforts this year. Uh, In my mind, the Villanova game is the best total effort by Baylor. They held Villanova to 36 points uh, and won 57 to 36. Uh, David said the Michigan State. Win uh, to uh, win the championship of the battle for Atlantis uh, was another total uh, complete effort, especially the second half there, 175-58. And then David mentioned the Stanford game also. It was November 20th. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't do that game because that was uh, a football game day. In fact, we were here in Manhattan when Baylor played K-State in football on November 20th. But Baylor beat Stanford 86-48. to And to me, that one kind of gets lost in the season totals because, you know, it goes back to November. And in my mind, you know, I I didn't do the game. I wasn't there, didn't prepare for it. So it's completely lost. But Stanford has come around and they beat USC. They nearly beat UCLA last night. So Stanford has come around to be a really good team. And uh, Aaron Baylor just uh, whacked them 86-48 to back on November 20th.
3: Yeah, a lot of uh, Baylor's non-conference wins have gotten better as the season has progressed, if that makes sense. I mean, we knew Villanova was going to be good, but they're still, you know, hovering around the top ten. And like you said, Stanford um, is a lot better than anyone thought they would be, and Baylor handled them pretty well.
4: And add Oregon to that list. You know, Baylor beat them, uh, when was that? December 18th out in Eugene, 78-70. And Oregon has turned out to be – You know really good team or is playing better let me say that now playing better now than they uh, maybe than they showed that night so that was a good win for Baylor on the road so um, tough schedule there but those are some of the games that uh, that we thought of that would be complete game efforts complete total victories for Baylor this year and certainly that game January 25th against Kansas State in the Ferrell Center one of those 74 49 the final score uh, Baylor had double-doubles in that game from uh, two guys. Jonathan Chumwachachua had 13 points and 12 rebounds. We'll visit with him on the uh, pregame show tonight. And Kendall Brown had a double-double that night, 10 points and 11 rebounds against Kansas State. And that was a game James Akenjo didn't play. You know, remember that? James was out with that uh, tailbone injury, so James did not play against Kansas State the first go-around He uh, should be and is ready to go tonight. Uh, Game time decision again on L.J. Cryer. And uh, Adam Flagler looks to be good to go tonight. So the Bears getting closer to uh, full strength. Uh, It'll be nice, Aaron, when they can finally get L.J. Cryer back out there. He is still the team's leading scorer on the season, but he hadn't played in the last three games.
3: Yeah, and you don't want to make it sound like you're making excuses but I mean they've had a lot of injuries the last couple of weeks and you can tell it's affected them you know you don't lose your leading scorer um, and produce the same so it, it will would be back would be nice if he is back tonight I know that they you know it's it's a I think coach Drew said it was a pain tolerance issue and just a matter of how much better that foot gets but we'll see
4: yep you're exactly right so um, I'd be surprised if he plays tonight, but, uh, but you never know. It will be a game-time decision for L.J. Cryer. All right, that's our matchup. Baylor and K-State coming up tonight. We look forward to it and uh, hope you'll tune in for the broadcast this evening. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Glad you're with us. John Morris, Aaron Sexton from the Allen Samuel Studios on a beautiful Wednesday in Waco and in Manhattan, Kansas. We'll take a break and be right back here on ESPN Central Texas.
0: Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I'm not saying he
1: hasn't been critical of coaches at times, but for him to be that overt, you know, saying it's a pet peeve, it seems to be almost a direct reaction to what Mike McCarthy was saying the other day. Like, hey, we're going to work on this the offseason. Oh, this is going to be something we get, get done. Well, he didn't like hearing that. Jerry didn't, and he was pretty direct with it. The
0: Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
1: This is your 54th District Judge, Susan Kelly. Appointed to the court by Governor Greg Abbott, I've worked hard to manage and move the docket, even during COVID. Board certified
2: in criminal law by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and past president of the Waco Bar Association, you can be sure I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. Early voting starts February 14th, so be my valentine and vote for justice. Keep Judge
5: Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from Clinton County Judge Campaign.
6: City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas-made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joco Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. Keep
0: up with Baylor Softball on ESPN Central Texas.
2: You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference bank different bank central central national bank member fdic
6: Thank you.
2: Back
4: with this final segment, John Morris Show, live from Manhattan, Kansas. Baylor and K-State coming up this evening from here. Baylor-K-State women play tonight in the Farrell Center. I know a lot of you are uh, gearing up for that game to support Coach Nikki Collin and the Baylor women in the Farrell Center tonight. Great crowd uh, that they have had recently, uh, like that Texas game on Friday. Great crowd. Great student turnout. So hopeful of the same coming up tonight for the Baylor women. Baylor Men will be back home on Saturday. In fact, it's a men's women's doubleheader on Saturday in the Farrell Center. The men host Texas Saturday morning at eleven o'clock, and the women host West Virginia Saturday at five in the Farrell Center. So that will be a big day. Looking forward to that. But Got to get uh, past and through K-State tonight for the men and the women this evening. Uh, night begins with Baylor tied for second in the Big 12 standings at 7-3, and three, a game back of Kansas. Kansas now at 8-2 and two after their loss in Austin on Monday. So, Baylor and Tech just a game off the uh, pace uh, for the Big 12 lead. Kansas State is 4-6 and six after starting Big 12 play at 0-4. Oh they would be in, uh, what, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6th place, uh, tied for 6th in the Big 12 standings at 4-6 in the conference as they come into this game tonight. They are 8-4 and in their home floor this evening. So, a lot of good basketball uh, coming up this evening. The other game on the men's side tonight, 9th-ranked Tech at Oklahoma um, that is tonight, eight o'clock from Norman this evening. Aaron, let's uh, let's get some birthdays and share some birthdays. Uh, right, let me ask you this first um, question on my mind for you, Aaron: Is with the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday, um, is it just me and I'm just so involved in basketball that I don't notice it? But is there has there been as big a build up for this year's Super Bowl so far as we normally have?
3: Not. To me, I mean, I keep up with sports. You know, you do too. But I mean, your focus is is college, obviously. But I try to, sure, you know, yeah. I try to keep up with everything, and it just doesn't seem like there's as many stories. Which is a great matchup, you know. There's plenty of great stories with Joe Burrow and, and Matthew Stafford and um, a lot of players, but uh, no, it just doesn't seem like it has the same buildup this year as it has in years past I don't know why maybe it's because yeah, I know one of the teams of Cincinnati I don't know <laughs> yeah I mean <laughs> I I'm not, I'm not from Cincinnati but it's not exactly. you know, it's no. not New York or dallas or or l a as far as market size. you know
4: it, it, exactly i that could be it I mean that could be part of it but uh it just and and this is maybe it's just me maybe nobody else feels this way but it just doesn't seem like there's as much buzz or as much build-up for the Super Bowl uh, this year, this week, as there normally is. So uh, I just I hope there's a good, I hope it's a good game. I hope uh, you know it comes down to the wire. You know the playoffs, the way the playoffs have been in the NFL this year, we should expect a last-second kick or a last-second touchdown, you know, to win the game. That's the way the playoffs have been.
3: Yeah, it's been the playoffs have been the best. I can ever remember and this looks like it's going to be a great game i mean they're they're pretty evenly matched i think there's there's star players everywhere you've got you know cooper cup and odell beckham and then and you've got uh and matt stafford on the other side you've got joe burrow and, and jamar chase and even defensively von miller and aaron donald you know it's not like there's not big names and star players so i, I don't know I, I agree with you that it hadn't been as built up as is some of the Super Bowls in the past, and I don't, I don't get it either. I'm looking forward to it.
4: Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. So that comes up Sunday, and uh, uh, from SoFi Stadium. If nothing else, just to see that stadium, <laughs> that is an unbelievable stadium out there. Remember when AT and T Stadium opened, and everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, one point one billion dollars!" You know, for this stadium, it's the best stadium in the world, and it may be. But it didn't take long for other stadiums to come along and cost uh, maybe almost twice that, didn't it? SoFi, isn't it two billion dollars to build that stadium?
3: I think it's around there. If it wasn't two billion, it was really close.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's wild. But uh, the prices keep going up. It's like building. You know, if you want to build a house, it's going to cost more. Now, if you want to build a stadium, it's going to cost more than it did. So Super Bowl comes up uh, this Sunday, looking forward to that. We mentioned some birthdays today. It is uh, Lauren Sanderson's birthday. Happy birthday to Lauren! Worked, used to work, and uh, now is uh, staying home to take care of her sweet baby. Uh, Lauren used to work in the Bee Association with us, so happy birthday to Lauren! It's Jerry Nye's birthday today. Jerry and Connie Nye are great Baylor supporters for many, many years. Northern and I, uh, happy, uh, yeah, happy birthday to Jerry Nye today. Uh, I bet you, I bet you he and Connie are going to the women's game tonight in the Farrell Center as part of his birthday. I bet you that's what happens. Like she says, hey, Jerry, what do you want to do for your birthday? Well, there's a women's game. Okay, we're going to the women's game. I bet you that's what they do this evening. Happy birthday to Jerry Nye. Happy birthday to Jim Kaler, former uh, uh, manager at uh, Baylor, Baylor football. Happy birthday to uh, Jim. And let's see, it is Mike Morrison's birthday today, former Waco mayor, uh, Baylor Law School. Mike Morrison, happy birthday to uh, Mike Morrison today. And Rodney Chadwick's birthday, Rodney, former Baylor football player, happy birthday to him as well. Check one of the list here. Oh, gosh, there's more, many more on this list. It's Paul Bradshaw's birthday today, Paul. Uh, in the athletic department for many, many years. He is uh, two doors down from me in the athletic offices. Happy birthday to Paul Bradshaw. It is Roy Cook's birthday today. Many of you have been around for a long time. Uh, remember Roy at KWTX-TV Weatherman. He lives out in Hewitt. Roy, uh, I see him walking every once in a while. Where we are in our rent house, we are fairly close to Roy, so I see him every once in a while. And Happy birthday to Roy Cook today. And how about this, uh, two, uh, I'm going to say, really, really good network broadcasters, Aaron. It's their birthday, both of them today. Ian Eagle with CBS, it's his birthday, and Dan Shulman with ESPN. It's Dan's birthday today as well. It's a pretty good uh, tandem, isn't it, those two guys with the work they do, having the birthday the same day?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, they. uh, Sorry, I was looking at my birthday list and got a little distracted there. I may be,
4: no problem, I may be stepping on your toes. Those are uh, definitely sports celebrities. I may be taking those from you. Uh, It is also the anniversary today of uh, Ronnie and Donna Melton, my brother and sister-in-law, and happy anniversary to uh, Ronnie and Donna Melton today. All right, who else would you add to the list?
3: Just a couple today. Actor Joe Pesci turned 79. Actor Tom Hiddleston, who plays Loki in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, turns 41. And actor Michael B. Jordan turns 35. He played uh, the son of Apollo Creed in the Creed films. He was also uh, in the Fantastic Four reboot, which was terrible. But uh, he's been in a lot of good movies. (laughs) So (laughs) that's your birthdays today.
4: Very cool. Very good. All right. That's a good list. Appreciate it, Uh, Aaron. Thanks very much. And uh, happy birthday to all you folks. Happy anniversary to Ronnie and Donna Melton today. All right. We're going to move out of here and make room for Matt Mosley coming up next. Uh, Matt says that they will have on this afternoon NFL draft expert Eric uh, Edholm from Yahoo on Baylor Senior Bowl players. That's coming up. And Walter Abercrombie will be on today at 5 as well with Matt Mosley. Uh, The uh, morning show here on ESPN Central Texas is game time with Tom Barfield and and, uh, Ward Weitz and Garrett Ross. They'll have uh, Derek Smith on at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning and Bryce Cherry on at 8.30 tomorrow morning as well. That is game time, weekday mornings, every weekday morning, 7 to 9 a.m., Tom and Ward and Garrett Uh, here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, uh, Aaron, uh, we will be back late tonight and hopefully in the studio tomorrow. I will see you then, but looking forward to Baylor and K-State coming up tonight. And appreciate you making things work this afternoon.
3: No problem. Yeah, excellent. Glad everything worked out well and uh, looking forward to talking about uh, wins by both teams tomorrow during the show.
4: That'll be nice. Hope that, hope that it plays out. Thanks to Stan Weber, who was on with us. If you missed any or all of that, Aaron will have it up on the website at SyntexSportsFan.com or on social media at 1660ESPN, where you can follow all of our shows and interviews from here on ESPN Central Texas the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. We appreciate you being with us. We'll talk to you tonight with the Bears and the Wildcats from here in Manhattan and then back in studio tomorrow afternoon at 3. Keep it here on ESPN Central Texas.
6: All right, we're going to try this again.
4: Recently on Game Time, we
0: are joined by...